Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs of all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Christo Dimitriades, the COO of Lunchbox Flax, a boutique speed waxing concept that combines refined techniques and the highest quality product. The brand has 48 salons open and recently signed two multi-unit deals in new markets throughout the Midwest. We're going to talk to Crystal about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste, and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily, and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, 
and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, We've been asking the Franchipreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews. And as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Christo Dimitriades, the COO of Lunchbox Wax, a boutique speed waxing concept that combines refined techniques and the highest quality products. Hi, Christo. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Marty. Great to meet you. Thank you, Crystal. Likewise, it's great to have you on the show. We would like to ask our guests, where are you calling from today, Crystal? I'm actually calling from Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, nice. How's the weather there today, Crystal? It is pretty gorgeous. It's pretty That's gorgeous. Great. We, uh, we, we're still on the tail end of, uh, of a little heat wave, but um, yeah. starting to really uh, look forward to uh, some cooler weather here. I imagine that's fantastic. You know, uh, Lunchbox Wax, I, I don't have to tell you, Chris, I mean, it has a very interesting history and, and there's certainly a story behind the brand. I thought maybe, you know, we could kind of like jump right into the history of the brand and maybe we could talk a little bit about like what services you offer. Sure, sure. So uh, Lunchbox Wax, uh, our founder, Debbie Lane, um, started uh, back in uh, 2008. She was... Um, uh, actually an esthetician and mm-hmm. uh, was running a, a day spa in Sun Valley, Idaho. And uh, after the uh, recession hit back in 2008, uh, she had noticed that her clients uh, had stopped coming in for luxury services, but they were mm-hmm. absolutely still coming in for their routine waxing services. And uh, at that point in time, she kind of... Um, the penny dropped for her and she recognized that there was a, a, an absolute need to bring a spa-like experience to a mm-hmm. waxing only concept. And uh, we, uh, so she, she went uh, to Boise, Idaho and um, opened up a salon there uh, and started franchising back in 2013. And, uh, the, the, you know, our mission today is exactly the same as it was when we opened and that is to empower everybody to feel beautiful in their uh, in their bodies and 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 provide opportunities for business ownership, and uh, you know we like to to say we're we're a purpose driven company that just mm-hmm. happens to do waxing. You asked about our services, and, yes. and and we you know we we are we are a waxing uh, we are a waxing business. We offer thirty right. different waxing services for both men and women. Uh, everything from Brazilians to Manzillians to pectorals, eyebrows, full face, uh, you name it, head to toe, we do it. Yeah, I think it's so, terrific. Um, I, you know, it was interesting when I was reading, you know, the, the background uh, on the organization. What stood out was a couple of things, Crystal. You know, one is, you know, it, it, we've been doing the show now 13 years, and, and I can't say we've had a lot. I, I can't even say one or maybe two um, franchises that actually started in Idaho. You know, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. You know, that occurred <laughs> to me. I said, "Wow!" I said, "I think this is a first for you know, like doing like 700 shows." So I, I thought that was fantastic. And you know, I noticed that you know you, you put emphasis on the word everybody. You know, I, I mean, I it was reading in the, the the bio, you know, that you make the LGBT plus community especially feel welcome. You know, the transgender community, and 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 I think that yes. that's important in today's world, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so, and I think uh, you know we, we we I mean we set out right from the beginning to be an all-inclusive uh, company and mm-hmm. an empowerment-based company, and and so 
you know, it wasn't something that uh, we did uh, just because of the sign of the times. It was who mm-hmm. we are right from the beginning. And, and right. it just so happens that, you know, the, uh, the, the times are working uh, where we were right, right from the beginning of, of uh, 2008. So it, it's really exciting. And I think that more businesses are, are starting to, um, you know, empower their people and, and, and mm-hmm. have an all-inclusive uh, um, um, culture about their brand, and we certainly are. Uh, we feel like we're at the, at the top of that list. I think that's great. And, you know, waxing is, I mean, if, if you look at the industry as a whole, Chris, I mean, if you go back, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know, I mean, it, it certainly changed a lot over that course of time. You know, I guess in the beginning, you know, if you go back several decades, it was probably predominantly more, of course, women at that time. And, of course, you see um, uh, more men and even children uh, getting waxing. It's, it's, it's almost become commonplace today, hasn't it? It's uh, quite amazing, uh, Marty. You know, we, we, when, when we started out, I mean, as you say, even 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were predominantly out, kind of our sweet spot was pretty much the, the uh, females in, in the 25 to 55-year-old uh, bracket. Um, and uh, subsequently, every single year, that, uh, that sweet spot continues to broaden. Um, obviously, you know, with the millennial uh, mindset, uh, mm-hmm. um, Girls, young young girls are starting to wax much earlier. Um, right. Our sweet spot has now expanded. You know, we're around 13 to 55 year olds. Um, our, obviously, our male um, um, component has increased dramatically. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just three years ago, we were pretty much at 95 uh, percent female. Wow. Um, you know, two years ago we were at at 90 percent, and and this year, COVID aside, we were. Um, we were projecting to be at about 85.15, and we still see huge growth potential on the male side. That's amazing. When you're meeting with uh, a prospective uh, franchisee, Christo, um, I mean, how do you typically describe lunchbox wax? You know, how do you maybe, I guess we could say, you've mentioned some of the key points already, but anything else as far as distinguishing the franchise against, you know, some other companies that might be out there? Sure. I mean, and there's and there's so there's so much. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of just pure franchise opportunity, obviously, from a franchisee's perspective, they're looking for, um, you know, the economics behind it, and and, and right. our, our brand has incredible unit economics. Um, you know, we have a very favorable and attractive uh, return on investment uh, to our for our franchise community, and there's huge growth potential. And and so from an economics point of view. Uh, we look at those three elements, but there's so much more behind looking right. at a franchise today. Um, you know, besides just the low-cost investment, you know, we look at the support team that we have in place, and, and, and we pride ourselves in, in our team and, our, and, and the, the support level that we offer our franchisees. Mm-hmm. And the culture is probably the most important thing, and it's mm. what attracts most of our franchise community to us. Um, yeah. You know, these are typically high achievers, uh, business savvy uh, people, but, you know, they, they, they value and understand our culture and the authenticity behind our culture. And, it, and it's really what sells itself. And that's so important too, isn't it, Christo? You know, as I always tell, you know, my business students, you know, when they're looking for a job is I, I say, you know, you, you want to be part of an organization that, you know, that you're drawn to that culture. And that's, that, that's important in franchising, isn't it? We don't talk a lot about that. It really is, and, and as we're seeing, you know, especially during when you look at 2020 and, and, and mm-hmm. all the challenges that it brought, 
um, you know, you, we we seeing so many. Um, our our pipeline is is growing so so broadly and so dramatically, and it, and a lot mm-hmm. of it is coming from existing franchisees from other brands, and not only in the service business, not only in the beauty business, in all parts of franchising, and and I think that. You know the culture. The culture element is, mm-hmm. is so important in today's world. It's so it's so difficult to build a legitimate culture in your brand, right. um, and then and then retain it as you scale. You know, right. so it's 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 probably the most. You know, it's, it's at the core of what we are and who we are and what mm-hmm. we do, and 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 we 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 keep it very very close to our hearts and our chest, and and we make sure that that is the. Um, you know, the most significant element of who and what we are. Is that what you look for, Christo? I mean, in your franchisees, you know, I mean, you mentioned things like, you know, of course, like high achievers and things like that. But, you know, because franchising is, you know, a lot of times we call it a marriage. So it has to be a match on, on right. both ends. And you can tell if someone's going to be a fit with uh, Lunchbox Wax culture. Um, so are those some of the things that you look for? We do. I mean, you know, typically our uh, franchisee is a three, three or five pack. Uh, most of our franchise sales are, are based are, are based around a three to five pack. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're looking for that scenario, I mean, we do not um, need our franchisees to have been in the waxing business or even mm-hmm. in the service business. Okay. But we are looking for franchisees who um, under- have some level of understanding of entrepreneurship and how to run mm-hmm. a business. Um, you know, our, our model is built around um, semi-absenteeism, so you don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be in the day-to-day runnings of the business, but mm-hmm. you do want to have our – we always want to have our franchisees engaged in the business. Right, and, right. Um, and, and obviously set them up for success because the whole model is built around growth. We want them sure. to succeed in their marketplace. We want them to continue to grow in their marketplace. Right. Right. So, you know, uh, understanding the uh, the attention to detail and the acuteness of running one salon, but also having the expertise and ability to um, be able to grow and open, you know, the second, mm-hmm. the third, the fourth, the fifth right. uh, in their marketplace. So, and then obviously they have the support, and we we have, uh, you know, uh, incredible support mechanism and support systems around making sure that they are built for success. One of the, uh, the themes of the show, Christo, you know, since, since March is, you know, it's hard to, uh, you know, not talk to a franchise without mentioning, you know, COVID-19. What, what did, right. did, did your business look like for Lunchbox Wax? And, and, and maybe you could talk about, um, you know, how it affected growth for the organization. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, as, as we all, we, everybody around the world is going through this um, incredibly challenging time, and obviously yeah. it's been a challenging time for all of us. Um, we, uh, you know, one of the things that, that, that COVID should have taught us is mm-hmm. um, how strong our business model is, because, right. you know, if, if it can sustain through these really challenging times, you know you have something that, uh, that you can grow from. and. Yeah. And so we, uh, you know, we learned very, very early that um, we would, we were going to need to uh, make sure that we supported our franchisees as they adapted to, you know, shutting down. I mean, it, there was a time when our entire system was shut down through that March through right. you know, June period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we wanted to just make sure that we had 
set up lines of communication with our franchisees. We were speaking with them daily. Uh, we had weekly webinars with them. We had continual mm-hmm. communication with them, making sure that we were able to assist in, uh, you know, lease negotiations and what those right. looked like, making sure that we helped them with their PPP loans and, you know, right. making sure that we adjusted our business model to a new world, which we knew was coming with, you know, um, um, social distancing and, and, right. and the entire PPE program that needed to be implemented into the system. Um, so, so it was it was a big adaptation. I mean, from a franchise sales point of view, mm-hmm. we have been very fortunate. You know, we we immediately pivoted to uh, discovery days uh, on online via Zoom, mm-hmm. um, and 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 we put a very successful program in place there. And 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 actually, our franchise sales, um, we did not see a decline in our franchise sales. Wow. We, we, we've sold twenty five units since. Uh, March 18th, uh, so all the way through through COVID. Um, so you know, again, it's it's testament to um, to the brand. It's te- you know, I mean, right. You know, we always use the slogan, you know, the hair grows back every four to six weeks, and 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 that right. is, um, you know, as a result of that. Even though we were not classified during COVID as a essential service, we are an essential service. You know, we right. are a necessity product, and uh, yeah. And so that's bowed us well. What uh, what advice, Krista, would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? You know that I mean, there's there's so much out there today. I think I think the number I see different numbers all the time, but I think like 3,500 different franchise systems. So a lot of our <laughs> listeners, particularly the ones who are new to the show, a lot of them don't even know where to begin. For, from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to buy a franchise? Marty, that's such a great question, and, and you're so right. I mean, you know, when a franchisee typically uh, looking to a lunchbox wax doesn't necessarily look to be in the waxing business. You know, it right. hasn't been their passion all their life to be in the waxing right. business. Um, we we fully understand that our competitive uh, base is not only uh, you know European wax and wax in mm-hmm. the city are competitor are direct competitors, but we we're competing with franchises that are in the carpet cleaning business, in the burger business, whatever it may be, because franchisees today or uh, entrepreneurs today that are looking to get into the franchise business are trying to identify several key elements. Um, Obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, they are going to make sure that whatever capital they outlay, their return on investment is is in a realm that makes sense. So right. From right. the point of view of the unit economics, you know, we spoke earlier about the culture, and let's take that as a as a given. But that's certainly not a given. We believe it's one mm-hmm. of the most attractive things for lunchbox wax. But at the same time, the unit economics is really, really important uh, right. for a potential franchisee looking at getting into the business. It's got to yeah. be profitable. It's got to be right. scalable. You know, how scalable is the model? Um, you know, we, we right. feel like, I mean, we are, number, we, are at, we are at number three in our space, which is a very unique situation to be in mm. with only 50, 50-odd locations. Right. Um, so, you know, you look at European Wax, which is, you know, the largest in the space at 1,000-odd at mm-hmm. units. Um, right. you, that just tells you how much whiteboard we have for growth. And so, right. again, from a franchisee's perspective, you want to get into a brand that has uh, that's in that growth cycle of their lifespan, and and right. we're you know we we're poised for that. So, the the growth element is really is really important. I think mm-hmm. to understand 
the management team behind the group and the support system behind the group is really, really important. Um, obviously, uh, you know, getting, uh, uh, getting in touch with the franchise community and the franchisees mm -hmm. themselves and validating, you know, everything that is being pitched uh, to them by the franchisor is really important. Right. Um, so I think, you know, those are the, those are the key elements. Uh, make sure that you're getting into a franchise that, um, you know, has a real uh, a value proposition and a sure. culture proposition. And, and, right. and, and, and when I say a value proposition, it's not only about the unit economics, it's about the community. Right. Um, I think True. that, you know, the, the world yeah. needs more businesses that focus on their community, focus mm -hmm. on improving the lifestyle of their people. Agreed. Um, yeah. and, 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 and hopefully, you know, that's what attracts uh, franchisees to our brand. I, I think that's, that's great advice, Christo. So as a COO, I mean, I can ask you, I mean, what does the future of Lunchbox Wax look like, Christo? I mean, if you can look into that crystal ball three years, five years down the road, where do you see the organization? Well, I think, uh, you know, from a growth perspective, we are uh, sitting in a very unique situation. I mean, you know, this year, we had anticipated to open about 25 salons, and obviously with, with COVID, that, that has uh, stunted that growth for, for 2020. But from right. 2021 onwards, uh, 21, we, we, we think we can get 30 to 35 units open and, mm -hmm. and probably a salon a week thereafter from 22 onwards. So we, we, we have a pretty aggressive growth plan to get to around 250 to 300 units by 20, the end of 2024. Um, so, you know, the effort is on, is on scale. The effort is on, on brand positioning. Uh, we're in 15 states currently. We have uh, another five that we have just signed up on. So making sure that we continue to grow within the states that we're in. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, you know, and then cover blanket the United States and, and ultimately um, grow internationally, which is also in our, in our um, midterm plans. Uh, as far as the brand is concerned, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we continue to look for ways to give back. We continue to look, look to ways to uh, involve our communities in what we do. Um, and that is a big piece of what we, what we, what we are. Uh, you know, currently we have about 500 odd waxologists throughout the, throughout the group. That's going to grow exponentially. Um, and finding a place for them. Finding a continue to empower our, our, our community is really important to us. We're already seeing several waxologists enter into the franchise program and become franchisees, which mm -hmm. is just so exciting for us, and we want to continue to, to build on that program as well. And then, obviously, the biggest element is continue to uh, make sure that our franchisees continue their right. success, continue their growth um, throughout their territories. That's terrific. What's the best way, Christo, for our listeners to get more information on Lunchbox Wax? Of course, it's the franchise opportunity, but even, even the service themselves. Are there any websites you can uh, kind of direct them to? Yes, absolutely. So if, if uh, they want to go to lunchboxwax.com, um, they will be able to get um, not only a, a complete overview of the, of, the, of the concept of the brand, of the team, uh, but also um, be able to uh, get to understand what their franchise opportunities are. Uh, so that would be the best source to, uh, to get that done, lunchboxwax.com. That's terrific. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Kristo, and I'd like to invite you back over the next year or two as you continue to grow because I think this is a great franchise concept.
would love to, Marty. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You're welcome, Krista. Thank you for coming on the show. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's Great Quote in Franchising is being brought to you by... The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. Reach podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today, you're going to get to hear from Sam Hans, who is the president of Stone Coat. And one of the questions we asked Sam when we had him on the show was, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? And Sam talked about the importance of doing a self-evaluation and asking yourself important questions like, what do you like to do? Because in franchising, experience can be taught. So let's listen to what Sam had to say probably one of the most qualified people to answer the question, studying your background, Sam, is what advice would you give to our listeners? We call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, most of them are looking to buy a franchise, but as you know, I mean, there's so much out there today. We find that a lot of them just simply don't know where to begin, and it becomes a bit overwhelming. So what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Oh, Marty, you're you're touching something that is dear to my heart right now because this mm. is the part of business that I love is is helping people find their right fit, mm-hmm. and and that's the primary thing that I tell people. Your starting point is to do a self evaluation and come up with the things that you like to do. If mm-hmm. you are not a hands on person, don't get into the lawn maintenance business. Uh, right. If you are 
if you like being outside, there's all kinds of businesses to look at outside. If you're more sure. of a uh, analytical bookkeeping type person, there's franchises there. If you have a uh, love food, uh, then food offers great opportunities. Right. So right. that's the first thing I tell people is really decide what you want to do, what you like to do, not necessarily what you have experience at, because in the franchising world, mm. experience can be taught. So that's right. the first right. point. Second thing I tell people is figure out your resources and don't overextend. The uh, Chamber of Commerce, National Chamber of Commerce, says that the number one reason for business failures in the United States is undercapitalization. So you've got to you've got to know your resources and don't overextend it. Talk to the people that are most important to you and get their input. And, and I always tell people, give your your loved ones permission to hurt your feelings, if that's mm-hmm. what it takes, so they can be brutally honest about what they see in you. Uh, Then when you get to the company, research the owners first. Know who the owners are. Go visit them. Uh, Make sure that that their their goals and ambitions align with what you really are looking for. And character is important. It's extremely important. And then the second thing you want to research is the industry. Is it a good, stable industry? Uh, and instead of some fad that could come and go. And then the third thing is research the franchise model. Most people get that a little out of order because the first thing they want to do is research the franchise model. And I tell them, no, back up and go look at the owners and then look at at the industry, and then thirdly is look at that. And finally, franchising is not selling. Franchising is finding good fits and good matches for life ambitions between the franchisee and the franchisor. And if anybody is pushing you or pressuring you to to purchase a franchise, then you need to run away from that as fast as you can. The people on the other side of the table from the the prospective franchisee should be just as anxious to get involved in understanding what what both sides are looking for. Wow, it's a great answer. We've been doing the show 10 years, and I have to say that's one of the best responses we've had in almost 500 shows. So I could tell you you've been doing this a long time. Thank you. It's just included everything. It's just a great response. So what what are the plans then, Sam? I mean, I can ask you as the president of the organization, I mean, where do you see Stone Coat maybe like three to five years down the road? <laughs> well, I... If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Sam Hans of Stone Cold, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchises by Category page, and go to our Home Repair and Improvement category. You can hear that whole interview. And Sam had a lot of great advice during that particular show. And finally, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big success. It's hard to imagine now that we've been doing the show almost 10 years now and uh, approaching 500 shows. So we just want to thank everyone for all their support. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.